And it's Just Goes to Show. Welcome back. This is your host, Ridge. Co-host over here, Chess. I thought we were going with co-hosts. I thought we were going host. Miscommunication here to start the pod. Next um, time. Not starting over. One take. That's how we do it. Anyway, it is the second full week of April. No April Fool's around here. Um, and my birthday is coming up. And we're recording. Wow. Shameless plug, like 60 seconds in for your yeah, birthday. Yeah, absolutely. 25 seconds in. Um, but hey, you guys with uh, some content. Hey, wait, I didn't even get to say it's good to be back yet. It's good to be back. It's real good. All right. Real good. Um, finger looking good to be back. Uh, so looking at the agenda for the pod this week, what we're going to hit you guys with, we're going to talk a little bit about the, obviously a little recap of the last week, um, some teams with some strong results, talk about that a little bit. Then kind of the state of the table, because there's some weird stuff going on where the table is really clumping together. Uh, we've got between five and seven games left for some teams, so we want to assess kind of what games to watch here for the rest of the season so you guys know how to allocate time on your Saturday mornings accordingly. Um you're welcome. Um, and then also cover some players, uh, a little bit of the Champions League because we got Brief. some English teams left. Um, and then, again, what to watch for with the remaining games. I'm delivering trivia to Chiss. Uh, I do know what I'm delivering. Um, and then we'll cover the predictor app towards the end, as always. I am going to go 100% trivia today. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, maybe. We're, I'm actually doing it a little different. And everyone could just stop listening right here. Right. Yeah. Um, also, quick like side note, um, if you guys see another podcast pop up just on the interwebs hosted by um, an Alex Zermer and Andrew Lockman, uh, just don't listen. Stay on loyal to this one. There was some chatter out there, and I, I didn't really appreciate it. No, I didn't appreciate it either. But anyway, um, you know what, what? Haters gonna hate is the expression. Yeah, I mean, just stay loyal. Stay loyal. We know the talent. Stay loyal. Um, All right, so, Chris, jumping into the last week, looking at what went down in the Prem, um, who impressed you? The the teams that that came out with wins, um, Chelsea actually had two wins since we recorded last, um, 3-0 against Brighton and then 2-0 against West Ham yesterday. Burnley all but secured promotion. If they get a draw or a win this weekend against Cardiff, they'll officially be up and they'll relegate Cardiff. Um, Leicester also won 4-1 away or against Huddersfield. I think they were at home, actually. They were away. They were away? Yeah. Um, my bad, they were away. Um, and then Crystal Palace won 1-0 away, a seventh away win for Palace. Palace would actually be um, in contention for a European place if they only played away games this season. So who impressed you and why? All those teams obviously did. Um, a couple of other teams that we didn't know that I'll just say, like, Hey, nice job. Liverpool won away against Southampton, and Everton beat Arsenal 1-0 at home. I think, uh, for me personally, I'm pretty impressed with Chelsea. Um, I know that like they're my homer team or whatever this year. They're up to third, by the way. Um, but two wins, not against like the stiffest competition, but they didn't concede a goal. Eden Hazard, back to his brilliance. Um, yeah. And now they have a ton of momentum going to Liverpool this weekend. Yeah, so. that, that is definitely the game to watch this weekend is the Liverpool-Chelsea game. Um, we're going to cover the predictor app a little later on. But, like, that game, I'm I'm at, I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Wolf and Zaha buzzing. Um, I was, I was going to say the other team out of those ones that impressed me the most is probably Burnley. I didn't expect them to beat Bournemouth. I think I predicted, like, a 2-0 win for Bournemouth in the predictor app, and I was very wrong. Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes in. So I did pick Burnley to win that, but... Uh, I think I think it picked a one 0 win. Um, they ended up winning three one, which is very unlike Burnley to score that many goals. It's this time of the year you see a lot of these kind of like mid table teams, like a team like Bournemouth, who's obviously safe. They're not going to get into Europe. 
they're obviously they're not trying to avoid relegation. Teams like that, that if you're a team like Burnley and you need to win to secure relegation, like that's who you want to play, right? The teams who, I mean, it sounds bad, but they don't really have anything to play for. And Bournemouth actually went one 0 up in that game. Burnley came back and scored three straight goals. Um, and I was talking with a coworker and it, basically talking about like, yeah, you could tell the Bournemouth didn't really have like if they lost that game. So what? They win that game. So what? Yeah, I mean, they're losing ground on the table. There are only two points up on Burnley now. It's really tight there, um, but the, whether you finish, like, 12th, 14th, 13th, it doesn't really matter that much. Right, it's that, like, bottom half of the table but not relegated zone that's pretty comfortable for There's a, a handful of those teams that are in that spot, but still an impressive win for Burnley because that was very important for them. Bournemouth maybe is not not as much, but Burnley needed some points. Yeah, and former Villa player Ashley Westwood actually – was able to pass pass the ball forward. He shot the ball forward. I didn't know he could shoot. He tends to pass the ball backwards or sideways five yards, but um, he scored. Um, and then Crystal Palace with another away win. And I did want to address Crystal Palace's away form this season. Um, obviously, we cover Palace a lot on the pod. Wilfred Zaha drew another penalty. Luka Milivojevic now has 11 goals on the season, 10 that's, from the penalty spot. That's their, like, victory formula. He's, he's, Will draws the penalty. Luka converts. He's definitely the best penalty taker in the Premier League. Maybe the um, world right now. Yeah, he might he be, actually. He doesn't miss anything. Yeah, he's money. And, and I actually said to you when he was taking the penalty, I was like, oh, what if he misses this? Because I'm just so nervous. You, he like, you said you expected him to miss it because... He's made so many in a row. I feel like mm-hmm. it's got to break it at some point, knock on wood. But, um, yeah, well taken, too. Yeah, they're brilliantly taken. And Wilfred Zaha... For, I mean, it was an absolute clear-cut penalty. It's another another one that he's drawn. I think he's drawn like six this season, maybe maybe more. Um, we'll fact-check that. But um, a press with Palace, going away to Newcastle isn't easy. Um, you know, heading heading to Tyneside, they have over 50,000, you know, pack over 50,000 in St. James's Park. So um, a good away win for Palace, and uh, I was impressed with them. I, I wish – I'm trying to figure out, like, why Palace can't take that same form and play that way at home, especially with – you know the Holmesdale end, um, but I'm really that's one of the big things I'm looking forward to next season with. I, I do want to see Crystal Palace string together some home form because if they played the way they did away this season at home next year, they get into Europe, which would be crazy. Yeah, and the other thing that's curious about them not being good at home is they right now they're in a little bit of a flux with some injuries, but they had such a solid back four all season and they haven't really conceded a lot. So I feel like that's normally a pretty good recipe for home success. Turns they, out they should be a good one for like sheets, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And then Leicester, we talked about last week, how they've been they've been hot, hot, hot with Brendan Rodgers, and they continue that, not surprisingly, against Huddersfield, but emphatically with a 4-1 win. Yeah, it was big. Uh, Jamie Vardy got on the score sheet a few times, and Yuri Tillman's, I'm happy he's in the Premier League. I thought it, we, we've obviously known about him through, because of football manager for a long time, young Belgian central midfielder. Um, he scored. He scored a classy goal, and he's been brilliant since he's gone there. He's kind of been that other, that kind of slight, he's very attacking-minded, but slightly behind James Madison and provides a excellent link-up between Ndidi and Madison. Um, almost like the, kind of almost like what Drinkwater did between, uh, or just ahead of N'Golo Kante, who's sweeping and kind of picking up a lot of the balls back on the old Leicester team. So, um, yeah, impressive win for Leicester, but I don't know. If something about Brendan Rodgers. I just don't want to. I don't want to get on the Leicester bandwagon. Well, the other thing too with Tielemans is they're trying hard right now to make that. It's a loan deal right now. Yeah, in Monica. But they're they're doing everything they can right now to make that permanent. And I think that'd be a real coup. He's only twenty one. Yeah, and, and he's got. Endless. Monaco is a sinking ship in, in France. They're get out of right now. Yeah, so it wouldn't be a bad time for them to, to poach him, especially Leicester in seventh right now. Like they're they they get Tailman's back. They maybe get a new striker in because Vardy's probably need some help. 
They because Ed Bundy's old. What is he? Thirty three. Right. That's that's what I mean when when I say help is that yeah. he's just really old. But they're they're dangerous. I don't want to like talk too much because we talked about this last week. But they're just kind of continuing to uh, to prove that point, right? Yeah. And, and they also they play Newcastle uh, at home on Friday. You gotta so you gotta probably like them as well. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, uh, if you, anyone who watched that game, you saw Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy, who I reckon is gonna get bought by. He's probably, he's definitely Huddersfield's best player. Yeah. Um, you reckon he's gonna get bought by a Premier League team now that Huddersfield are down? Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, they talked about it on NBC, but um, Aaron Moy had uh, there was a girl from the states who was while she was going through cancer treatment last year. Um, during the World Cup, or last summer during the World Cup, she saw Aaron Moy playing for um, Australia, um, and she was she lost her hair through cancer treatment. Aaron Moy's bald. She like, I don't know, felt inspiration through that. It took a liking to it, um, and then like finally connected with Aaron Moy over Twitter and flew out. Aaron Moy flew her out for the game, so she walked out to walk on the field, which is just like a cool thing. Football bringing people together, getting a little cheesy, corny on the pod for a second. He's a really good player, though, uh, and it's cool to have an Australian player in the front. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. Millie uh, Jednak, yeah. Yeah, Millie is no longer there. So I think, is there another Australian player in the Prem? I think one might be the only one. Um, I have to fact check it somewhere. No, uh, Matt Ryan, goalkeeper for um, goalkeeper for Brighton. Yeah, you're right. Um, but that kind of zooming out there, you touched on Leicester being seventh in the table. Say the table is kind of interesting right now because we've got, like I said, between five and seven games left in the season. So, you know, you've kind of got to, to outline the table, the top two, Liverpool and Man City are in a, at a blistering pace right now. They're winning week in, week out. Um, the title race is going to come down to absolutely to the wire. They're both north of 80 points. Um, the rest of the top six, so uh, three through six, is hovering in the in the 50, high 50s, 60s. That's uh, 61 to 66 points. They're all within five. Oh, five yeah, sorry, all in the 60s. I up here and... Chelsea have played one more match. They're they're ahead of everybody though. So there it's you really go. tight. All of them five points. Yep. So so to kind of segment the table out, we've kind of got this top two race. With they're way ahead. It's going to be the Liverpool or Man City win the league. Then you've got this like uh, interesting third through six range, which is very tight as well. And then you know the bottom two teams in the league, bottom three teams in the league are all but relegated. And then you've kind of got everything outside of the top six. So what we want to do is talk quickly about in that kind of three segmented table. Um, Chris, who is your best player in out of the top two teams in the league? I feel like I just recycled the same takes over and over again. Uh, but I think it's Van Dyke right now. I really do. He, I think he is the difference for Liverpool this season. If they would have had him for all of last year, maybe they would have threatened a little bit more with City. But he's just been phenomenal. They have conceded the fewest goals in the Premier League this year. Uh, they've only lost one match. You know, he, he's completed the second most passes in the Premier League as well this season. Just like a, just a wild stat for a central defender of his, like, stature, his size. You don't really think of him as necessarily a ball-playing central defender when you look at him. But um, I don't know. I just think that when it comes down to it, I think he's probably been the most influential player for either of those teams, uh, City or Liverpool, this year. I will say that um, I if... I, like on our first preseason pod, I picked De Bruyne to win Player of the Year. I think he still might be the best player on either of those teams when he's at his peak. But then again, you could go with like Salah. I actually almost picked Sadio Mane for this. He's got 17 goals this season. He's been unreal. Mm. Um, but if it comes down to it, I'm just going to go with 
my gut and it's Van Dyke. Yeah. What about you? There's a couple things in there like that to touch on. Um, I agree. I think Kevin De Bruyne is probably the most influential player. He's playing in the middle of he's the field. Knocked up all exactly. He hasn't had his best season like, because of injury. I do, but I agree. I think. Um, and you picked him at the beginning of the season. I picked Salah. Um, Salah, who, if he finishes the season strong, could actually just get back into the running for it. He's kind of faded off. Of, obviously, we've talked he's about it. Well documented. Still. Exactly. Really, exactly. Like, so, like, he's he, yeah, he's, he's not that far off. I think Van Dyke, I, I think, yes, I, I think he's very influential. I think his influence is heightened because that's exactly what the Liverpool team needed. So, I think he's a very good player, but also is put in, literally put in the exact dream scenario to be effective. Yeah, but so already I, captain, too. I mean, he's just, right, but I'm like a home run. I'm a, yes, but yeah. I'm going to pick the player who Van Dyke actually voted for for player of the season, um, which is Raheem Sterling. Um, I think Raheem Sterling has taken his game next level this year and under Pep Guardiola. Um, obviously, he played well last season. He's been good ever since Pep's been, Pep's been in Manchester City, but he's just next level this year. He's carrying the England team internationally, which, again, not hyper-relevant to this. Well, Goals, assists. Post-World Cup, he's you, carrying them. You, feel, Cup, you, feel that, um, you feel that he's got goals in him and finishing – in a, at a different level of what he's so he had got, previously. He's got 15 goals and 9 assists, which is pretty impressive. Um, he's 7th in goals and tied for 4th in assists. And, and, and I also think like he, there are a lot of plays, like, and I guess also he's, you know, outside of all this, is probably the most outspoken British athlete about racism in football right now as well, which is not the reason why he's a player of the year, but I think his influence right now in the game of football in England, playing for the top team in England, probably probably their best player this season, um, doing what he's doing socially and on the pitch. I, I like, I'm, I'm very impressed with the hamster. I can't, I can't say a bad word about him. He's been really, really good. Um, the only thing is, I think he is lifted up a lot by the talent around him. When you look at their attack, they're, they're just so lethal with Aguero, with Sterling, with Sané, with, Bernardo Silva, David Silva. Mares, yeah. Mares, Gabriel Jesus. I mean, there's just so many guys. But I think he probably has stood out of, as their best player so far this season. So well, I, I reckon they're going to win the title. Um, yeah. And I think he's the best player on the title-winning team this season. So. Probably fair. Um, All right, so let's get to the next group. We're going to pick one guy from each of these little buckets. So the uh, three through six teams. So that would be best player from either Chelsea uh, Arsenal, United, or Spurs. Yep. So I went with Harry Kane. Harry Kane just picked up an injury today. Are you just going all English guys here? Yeah, I, I am English. Yeah. Um, but Harry Kane. I don't know. This is an interesting group because I feel like there are a lot of really good players in this three through six group, right? So like you've got like Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil has now had a good season. Obviously, Ramsey just to name a few on Arsenal alone. Then you go over to Spurs, and you've got Ali, Eriksen, Son, Kane, um, uh, Alderweireld, who I think sneakily is. Probably the second best central defender in the Prem. Linked with United right now. Um, then you jump over to United and you've got Pogba, Rashford. Um, I mean, they're the talents. De Gea, if you're a big home run, De Gea, you guys know I'm not a fan of him. Um, but there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of good players. A lot, of, a lot of directions. You jump over to Chelsea, here. right? Um, I went with Harry Kane just because I think, I, I think watching him, watching him play, he he doesn't. I don't know. It's difficult difficult sometimes as a center forward. Like you think about these other other teams and their center forward play they have very different center forward play like um Sergio Aguero is a very different type of player than um Harry Kane you jump over to Liverpool it's Firmino who kind of drops deep a lot Harry Kane plays in a very different way he's a big leader on the team um he's obviously got a ton of goals to his name I for me like that Spurs team does not finish anywhere close to where they're at without Harry Kane 
Well, we're going to talk more about that later because he might be done for the year. Yeah. But uh, I like the pick. I'm a big Harry Kane guy. You went with another English player here. But I think this is an extremely easy answer. I didn't have to think about this for more than a second. It's definitely Eden Hazard. He's the best player in this group. Got 16 goals, 12 assists in the season. Just had a brace uh, yesterday. He is head and shoulders, I think, the best player out of this group. I, I love Harry Kane. I love Christian Eriksen. Those are probably two guys I was considering. Pogba was definitely someone that I was considering. Yeah, I was going to go. I was almost with Pogba. But I think it's Hazard, and uh, it's interesting. So he's obviously linked with a lot of moves. Real Madrid's the main one that people keep talking about. Mauricio Sarri came out and said that he doesn't think $100 million would be enough uh, for evaluation of Hazard, but he said it's really difficult to keep a player when he wants to leave. So it's a shame. This might be the last five or six matches we get to watch of Eden Hazard in the Premier League. But he is an unbelievable player. Yeah, it's tough. Like they're so much better with him too. I mean, like they put in Wayne out on Monday, and it, like Hazard's the guy. He's the one that's most likely to score all the time. Yeah, the I mean, shocker, shocker, shocker. You pick a Chelsea player here, but I think he's been a oh, bit. He's the best one. I think, he is. I think he's been shackled a bit by sorry, but that pivoting out to our, our top player outside of the top six. Now, there's a lot of players who I think deserve a lot of love outside the top six. Like. Um, we had a bunch of honorable mentions for this, right? One. Like uh, I, the one that comes to mind, I, I think he's up in top, probably top five players in the in the whole league is Wilfred Zaha. Um, Palace would be in absolute ruins offensively without him. They wouldn't have any goals. They it would be shambolic. Um, Wilfred Zaha, top player outside the top six. What he does with the ball, running at his feet, dangerous pace. Um, he's probably the one player outside the top six that if you're an opposing club. You're the most nervous to have to game plan for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's a really good pick when you look at it that way. Um, he just strikes fear into fullbacks. Yeah. Your pick. Um, so I thought about a bunch of guys. I thought I was looking at like you know the top teams in this group and trying to think about all right who's who's like led the most success to his team. I thought about Raul Jimenez from who just signed permanently from yeah, to Wolves. He's been great. For he's been Wolves. brilliant. I thought about Gilfie Sigurdsson for Everton. I thought about Richarlison briefly. Felipe Anderson. Um, a couple of other players. Also, James Madison. <laughs> I, I was going through a bunch of the lists here. I ended up going with Wilfred Ndidi, who is actually one of your favorite players Love and uh, in the Prem right now. He's two, two Wilfreds right there. Yeah, it's true. I didn't think about that. But he's an extremely influential player for Leicester, who are in seventh place. So right now, they're the, the peak of that outside the top six. Um, they have some other good players, like we mentioned, Tulemans and or Tulemans, sorry, and... Um, and Madison in the midfield, who I think help out in DD, but he's really like the the holding midfielder that's a little bit of an enforcer. I think like that's such a valuable position right now in the Premier League. Yeah, and it, it is. It definitely is. And I'm a massive Ndidi fan. I think he covers a lot of ground. He can score from distance, distributes like the, the ball Ingolo, well. Ingolo Conte or Fernandinho or like that, that one role where you're like, all right, he's going to be able to cover the back four a little bit, but also he's good on the ball. He's going to right. facilitate. Honestly, Luka Milivojevic is that kind of player for Palace, and I would put him in a very similar bucket. Like I think he's I in contention he's for that outfield player, player that a guy like Ndidi is. I don't think he's but, good as an athlete. But he also adds a lot from set pieces, not just penalties. He's like their free kick Take, right. takes corners things like that so he's really influential too I thought about Juan Pisaka as well but I didn't want to go with two pals yeah and then we obviously like I think Abdullah Ducouré for Watford deserves a shout out there who I would um, say too I hate Troy Deeney but he's been pretty brilliant uh, Delafeu's been brilliant as well he just hasn't played enough I would say to consider right Perez done well for Watford as well yeah um, but yeah I mean looking at some of the teams I mean obviously Cal Wilson got off to a really good start he, he, Ryan Frazier still has 10 assists somehow this season so right 
and then Fabian Charves had a has a brilliant season for central defense for Newcastle. So I think there's a there's just a lot of players out there. Like if you could make a like an all star team, there's enough talent indiv- individually on, on teams outside of the top six. Where if you pooled all them together, I think you could have a top. It would be a top seven, right? Because yeah. uh, and I think you know Leicester. If you look on paper, the teams that are closest to doing that are probably the Leicesters and Everton and uh, and then maybe Wolves um, going into next season, which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's transition a little bit. We got a couple more things we want to talk about before we get to trivia. So we'll kind of like fly through here, um, real quick. This is just a little bit of a um, a funny story, but not actually funny because it's bad. But Danny Drinkwater, you want to talk about this? Yeah, Danny Drinkwater just got caught. And so in England, they don't call it a drunk driving. Drunk driving. They call it drink driving, which sounds weird. It, it's honestly hilarious when you like read it or you say it out loud. Like, oh man, what? mate, like you got done for drink driving. It's like it, it just sounds funny. funny. Wait, do, does that I, not sound funny? To no, you? It sounds hilarious. But I had a question. You would know this better than me. Do like when you're in England and you're drinking, like instead of saying drunk, you'll say like. Oh, I'm pissed up, or... Um, On the lash, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different words. Do they say they're drunk? Is that a word they really use? Um, yeah, I don't know, actually. I would say the I word drunk like is a lot less used. Like, you, you'll say something else, like, like bladdered, or you use, like, a slang term for Blattered it. on the lash, on the piss. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different stupid ones. But, um, Danny Drinkwater caught drink... Drive. Yeah, which is just absurd. Like his name's Drink Water. It, like the meme possibilities are endless. The, drink water. Why me? <laughs> drink water. Drink driving. Drink water. Like caught drinking. The, like, drink the alcohol. Sky, drink Sport, Sky Sports reported tweet on it. Every reply. I mean, there was like copycats over and over again, but every reply was just a little pun with drink water. It, it's really dumb. But he's had quite the collapse since he left Leicester. He does not do anything for Chelsea. He gets paid, but yeah, he gets paid. But anyway, just classic. Um, Except for the danger and like danger. Yeah, sorry, like, obviously don't, not good. Don't drink drive. It's not good. Yeah, we've, we've become from that. a good moral place too. We're definitely an anti drink driving podcast. Anti drink driving. Yes, yes. yes. But and anti using the word drunk. Using the word drunk, we should just not use that anymore. We should use English words. You people aren't drink though. I don't know. Anyway, it's just a weird. It's a weird concept with the word. But yeah, Danny Drinkwater, not a good look. And you had to know it was coming with that name. Come so. on, Danny. Um, and then jumping over to, we don't talk a lot about the Champions League. I know we touch on it occasionally. And uh, there were fixtures today between English teams, like we like we talked about. Harry Kane got injured and could be out for the rest of the season. But Spurs won one. Pochettino nil. said that he is feared that he is done for the year. He's got another ankle injury. Yes. So. Um, but Spurs did win one nil at home against Manchester City, which you gotta think, you know, not they didn't allow an away goal. Saved so a penalty. Saved a penalty, yeah. So it's, it's gonna be interesting. Son cleaned like, up at the end there when uh, Kane went down and got the winner. Right, and then uh, Liverpool won as well, beat Porto two two nil at home. I think Liverpool won't have any problem getting through with that one. It's really right. gonna be the interesting one's gonna be the City uh, Spurs matchup here and. 1-0, you like that from Spurs. You don't give them any away goals. you got a little bit of an advantage going into the next match. They play next week, uh, the second leg. But Harry Kane will almost certainly not be available for that. So, what I mean, what do you think the odds are? How do you think that game's going to shake out? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely going to set up as one of those where Spurs aim to pass the ball about, play very defensive. That's the thing. is like when Spurs are together and, and dialed in and zoned in and Pochettino's actually on the sideline, like they're as good as anybody. They play a brilliant brand of football. Um, they very well positioned. Like they had the same group together for a long time. They're well drilled. I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm very surprised they won because they've been playing poorly. Yeah, I, but I think what's going to happen, honestly, like – if you're Liverpool, you better not hope. You better hope that Man City come back and beat 
Tottenham in the second leg because if Man City go out of the Champions League, they're going to be they're, they're not going to lose the league. No, they're not going to lose the league. There's no chance. So um, I think that's a, a good uh, a good thing to keep in mind here with the the second leg of those fixtures. So and those are must watches. Other sure. question here is just with Spurs, like real quick. I mean, you can't really replace a Harry Kane, but do you think, let's say they get through City? Can they rely on Son as their main goal scorer and like forward to actually keep going in the Champions League? And like, is that a viable squad to have a chance? Uh, I think it is in the Champions League. I think Son is that. Son is unreal. I think I think he's that good. Um, he does sometimes come off the bench anyway. I think he's that good. I don't think it necessarily like means that Spurs t- uh, Champions League chances are gone. Um, and because of how little's left in the season, um, I you know I don't think it's the end of the world for Spurs. Um, it's tough though. I mean, they're in a, at a race for the Champions League right now. They're in the Champions League quarterfinals right now. It's really bad timing for Kane to go down. So I don't know. Um, it's a, it's a big blow if you're a Spurs fan, but right. I think it's an opportunity for Sun to just. Show yeah, I mean, we talked about Sun a ton, like Sun Mania. Uh, we're I'm all about. He's just I'm brilliant. A big fan. He's so good with either foot. So fun to watch. He's so good with either foot. Can shoot from anywhere. Um, and I mean, you you just want to support him with his, his work rate, like. Um, I, I think he just he, he's not one of those for, uh, kind of forwards who will pull up and throw their hands up in the air and you know complain about lack of service. He just hustles and grinds, and as soon as he gets the ball in his foot, he's got enough quality where he can score from anywhere. So he's brilliant. Um, and then, like we like we talked about already, there's about five to seven games left for teams. What to watch for with the remaining remaining weeks? I think if you're looking at Saturdays and fixtures coming up, you're aiming for a couple things. One, you're looking for. Games like this weekend, Liverpool, Chelsea, obvious ones to watch. But basically, what you want to be watching at any time, uh, every time Liverpool or Man City play, they're must must watches for the for these next five games. Because if you watch a game where like they go down, or because they're playing Crystal Palace this weekend, if they go down because Palace has already beaten them this season um, at Crystal, and they're playing at Crystal Palace this weekend, like it's going to be mental. They are going to throw the kitchen sink at people when they when, when they need to score. Um, and Spurs or uh, Liverpool just did that. Um, against Spurs um, to get a late goal. So I, I think those are must-watches, any one of those, their games. Here's something really interesting, not to get like all, like, I'm going to read you the schedule here, the fixture list, but between Liverpool and City, I know, obviously I pitched Liverpool at the beginning of the season, but uh, you know I've come and around and I back, know... And then you backed out on that. Hard. Now, now if they win, I'm going to look really, really stupid. Yeah. But listen to their fixture list. So if Liverpool can get through Chelsea, like let's say they pick up three points this weekend against Chelsea... Their next four matches after that are Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Wolves. Very winnable, all of those. Yes. Wolves is the only one I would think is kind of tricky. Wolves are money against the top top six. Yeah, but that's like the only one there. The other three are pretty weak, weak matchups. And then City, their next five. Palace, then they got Spurs, United, Burnley, Leicester. <laughs> Spurs and United still, and Leicester, who are hot, hot, hot. So I, and you're looking at those two things. I think Liverpool definitely have the easier run in. Yeah, this weekend's gonna be important for them. If they can get points against uh, Chelsea and not lose any ground, they're gonna be in if a they lose. Spot. If they lose to Chelsea or draw, which Chelsea just coming off a two. To we are going to touch on that match a little bit in the predictor. Give me yeah. mental, um, but I think I think those are the, those are obviously what you watch for here with the the games coming to a close. Relegation's all but wrapped up, so you know you're not tuning into Cardiff, Huddersfield, or uh, Fulham. Just were you, don't, don't were you watch those games. Into those teams anyway. No, but usually around this time of year, it can be interesting to watch. Right, yeah, okay, you've got a couple yeah, teams who are fighting relegation battle. Right, watch clubs, um, hopes and dreams. But like, it, yeah, but it's it, yeah, uh, very dark of you. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of gone at this point, and obviously you don't really want to be watching that many of the middle teams. Like, some of the teams right now that are just 
absolutely terrible um, are West Ham, Bournemouth. West Ham, Manuel Pellegrini, their manager, said that they look like zombies in the first half of their game last night. So, like, you're not trying to watch West Ham. They look brutal right now. You're not trying to watch Bournemouth right now. You're not trying to watch Brighton, really. Not that you were ever trying to watch Brighton in the first place. Um, Newcastle aren't in great form, actually. They're not. Yeah, like, all those teams just, like, you know, save yourself the Saturday. You know, I don't know. Do something. You know, make yourself a... It's getting nice out springtime. Make yourself a smoothie or something and, and get outside or whatever. Like, um, I don't know. Don't I, just looked, I just looked at the kitchen. I was trying to think of something productive yeah. you could do, um, but those are those are games where like you're not thrilled unless you're like a, a diehard fan of uh, of the, one of those clubs, yeah, and, and but you do want to be watching right now the top four, the title race, um, and then if you're a specific fan of any of those teams. So aside from that, you're not just like tuning in to watch Bournemouth West Ham, right? But uh, a lot of good footy left. Um, obviously, Champions League too, the FA Cup final as well coming up, but. Uh, should we get into trivia? Yeah, trivia. So Ooh, I'm ready. Yes. I'm so ready. So we're gonna do a, a non-timed trivia, an untimed trivia. This think of a like pod. I did guarantee 100. percent Think about uh, think of like unlimited PTO at work. Take as much as you want, as much as you need. Can't um, abuse it though. But you got Yeah, you can't abuse it. You got to make sure the answers are right. Um, okay, so I I can't get anything wrong. No. So oh um, what out of the top 20 clubs in the world? who spend the most on wages for their players. There are three teams in the Premier League outside of the top six. I only have three guesses. You must name You must name the three teams. You can take as much time or as little time as you want. There's no I'm rush. I'm pretty confident I can get that. Because um, I don't want to time it because then you just start rattling down the table and guessing clubs. And I'd be like, yes or no. Well, yeah, so, that'd, be, that'd be pretty dumb. I could name all the teams in the Premier League. So Yeah, so we're not doing that. Um, so interesting. there are three teams, three teams in the top 20 wage bill clubs in the world that are outside of the top six in the current mm-hmm. league table. Um, question. Are all of the top six clubs in the top 20? Yes. We can get into that a little bit after. Yes. I'm going to get all these right first. I can give you – I can actually give you those top six in order if you would like. Uh, not yet. That helps. Not okay. yet. Not yet. It won't help. I don't need that. Well, all right. You know, try so, to Cue the music. No. Yep. Um, I will say my first guess, pretty confident, Everton. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn they've been so much on transfers the last few years. Okay. Well, a lot of transfers, not a lot on wages. Okay, so West Ham? Wow, you had... S- no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Yep. This is... This is an article from Wait. January 2019. Okay. Um, well, I already, I already lost badly here. I yes. guess the only other teams that I could think of that would qualify, I would think, would be Leicester. Yes. Okay, so you're so officially you went one for three. Yeah, um, those were going to be my three guesses. Those, okay, those I, I thought those you went I one for those three. Were obvious, not 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 bad. Okay, can I guess what the other ones would have been then? Of course. Man, so bad. Um, I'll guess Watford then. Nope. All right, New, Newcastle. I'm just firing. No, no, I don't know them. Palace. Yes. Crystal top Palace. Top 20 in the world. Crystal Palace are actually the top, yep, top 20 in the world. They actually uh, are number 17. Well, okay. So they're, the, they're actually I mean, they the top. Some, they have they're actually the top out of those three. They're actually the top out of those three. Wilf, Benteke. 17, eight, 18 is Leicester. 
and then this team is 19. Uh, Wolves? I don't know. I mean, Southampton? Yep. Jesus Christ. Southampton. That's so pathetic for them. Wow. They're in 17th place. There's no way I was going to get Southampton. That's... Man, that was tricky. Well, you got to think like infrastructurally. Southampton's a pretty big. Palace club, isn't big as academy. shocking for me, but Southampton is crazy. I guess I'm thinking like first team squad. I was trying to think of like the highest earners. So my logic was Everton. All right, they're probably spending a ton on Gilfie, Richarlson. Like they have a they have a, a handful. Like Michael Keane, Pickford. They have a lot of guys that they just signed that were big transfer deals. And then I'm thinking about West Ham when they got all these like old shitty players. They probably overpay for and, right. So logistically, I was like, this makes so, sense. So uh, one thing I will say, though, which this might – and this mm, – I, I feel bad for disclosing this information, but I, this will make you feel less, less humiliated. Um, because it's based, on the fis- it's based on the fiscal year and the financial reporting. Um, and so the f- full fiscal year of 2018, 2018. isn't fully re- reported yet for all the clubs. If you've seen all the data is still coming out. Um, so it's based uh, – this article is based off of the full – uh, financial reportings from the 2017 fiscal year, as well as the projected 2018 numbers, but it's not actually confirmed. So, you know, you might see I like mean, what this been, actually. It, it, it would have been helpful to. Know, or well, no, no, no. It wouldn't have been helpful, but it would have been relevant to disclose. That. Right. So, like, well, for I example, still, I still would have guessed the same team. For probably. example, in a couple months, like when this art, when this article gets updated, or when they come out with the actual like 2018 fiscal year. Uh, you know, it turns out Gilfie Sigerson could be on four times the wages at the Brennan Circle. I have to thing, imagine you know? that Everton are spending more on wages than freaking Southampton. Yeah, well, just because... Shell doesn't shock me as much. We're spending about a, a million pounds a week on Benteke, so... Right, that's the good money spent. <laughs> All right, what are the... What are the um, is there any, like, other notables in the top 20 there that are interesting? Like, uh, yeah. what's the lowest of the top six? Um, so... I would guess Spurs. Yes, they are. So Manchester City is third in the world... Manchester United's fourth in the world, um, and then you have uh, Chelsea at eight, Liverpool at nine, Arsenal at ten, um, and then you have Tottenham Hotspur at fourteen. So Tottenham Hotspur at fourteen, Crystal Palace at seventeen. They, and they're actually quite close based on the, the, fish, the fiscal. Yeah, re- they, have a, they have a pretty thin squad, but they don't have a lot of depth over at Spurs. Question: So you said City was third. Uh, yes. Top two then. Number one's Real Madrid. Number two is Barcelona. That's what I would guess. And then you get, you get Man City, Man United, Bayern being number five. PSG, PSG number six. Yeah. Seven is Juve. Um, and then eight Chelsea, nine Liverpool, ten Arsenal, okay. eleven Dortmund. Uh, eleven tied actually at eleven is Atletico Madrid and Dortmund. Then Inter Milan at thirteen. Ro- Rome is fifteen. Wolfsburg sixteen. Palace obviously coming at seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then nineteen is Southampton. Twenty is uh, AC Milan. I mean, Southampton could still go down, so... <laughs> yeah, mental. Um, but I think I think the point is... It's like, interesting. We've been talking a lot more about finances. Um, there's a really good follow on Twitter, if you guys are interested in more of that, that our friend Paul Byrne told us about, Price of Football. Yeah. I've been following that a lot, and it's, like, it's a little bit um, dense, some of it, because it's, like, very financial reporting. Like, I was not a finance ma- major, <laughs> something that goes over my head, but... It's simple enough to kind of get an idea, and it is really interesting. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to look at the infrastructural makeup of some of these clubs. Like, some clubs aren't set up. Like, um, it's interesting the Palace's wage bill is so high because their their income levels are definitely not as high as their wage bill affords them to be. So they've had to have, like, notable player sales, like Yannick Bellassi over the past few years. Um, but then, you know, you look at other teams. So they're like kind of surprised to be up there. I feel like they've kind of had to overcompensate on the wage front to go out and get some big-name players. Like, they had to spend Max more on wages. Meyer. 
But that wouldn't even be in the... Right. This, I don't know. Right. But yeah, you're right. They have a, they have overpaid for some guys. I mean, they've signed Wilf to a new contract like every four months for the last right. three years. So um, it's not shocking. And like Mamadou Sako is probably on pretty high wages. Petra Van Anhold probably gets paid a decent amount. Yeah, of course. So. And like, and then, the, you know, there aren't that many of those players that are on like low contracts from, from, the, from the championship anymore. Like they're rid of all of them. Or they've been around long enough to be like, oh, we brought in all these new guys. Like Joe Ward's sitting there thinking, oh, we brought in Petra Van Anhold. We paid him 70,000 pounds a week. I've been here for five years. Why don't I make that money? You know what I mean? Um, entitlement. Right. Um, that was interesting. It was difficult. I can't say I would have expected you to get three for three on that. Yeah, well, you know, I just goes to show everybody's human. Um, so let's jump over to the predictor app. Close, so, out, close out as always. You did not do well last week, I don't think. No, I did. Well, I did terribly. I never check on any of the like submissions we get because people will text us if they're doing well. Like right. I don't really go back and look and be like, "Oh man." Yeah. So like, if you're doing well, let us know because we're not going to find out. Otherwise. Yeah. Like when Scar wins, he like he's blowing me up. Right. He know? facetimes me and yeah. like yeah, it's terrible. Um, but we got a bounce back week. I actually got the first four results right, um, but I didn't get any of the scores right, and so like you have to get the scores right to score big. So otherwise, you like, get ten points for an exact score, and I think it's four for the right result. It might be three. I think actually. I think it's Four, it might be four, but either way, like I had all I had all five right. results right last week, and yeah. I didn't get any money because I only got one of the scores right. So right, so you got anyway. to probably get like three of the scores exact to really get money. And I mean, I, I want to see someone went part of that jackpot, man. That two weeks ago, seventeen grand going around. What would you do with seventeen thousand dollars? Oh man, I don't want to think about that. Let's. Well, I'm gonna find out. Uh, when we go through these picks because these are money all winners um, so let's jump into the winners. first one we got Southampton versus Wolves I went 3-2 Wolves over Southampton Wolves uh, just had a disappointing result in the midweek um, so I'm gonna or over the weekend and so I'm gonna pick them to um, win yeah you know I had Wolves here but I just recently learned that Southampton spends a shit ton on wages so, no I'm just kidding I already had it I have 1-1 one, one draw Southampton Wolves. Southampton, they still do have a lot to fight for. They're not one of those teams in the middle of the table like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Wolves also have a lot to fight for because there's a little battle for seventh place. There's a, there's a potential exactly. for European qualification. Exactly, which is why so I went Wolves be here. Hungry. I, went, I went Wolves here. Wolves would be hungry. Nice. Um, um, I did not think about it that way, but yeah. Um, I got a lot of goals in this one. I reckon Raul Jimenez is going to have a few, um, as well as a couple assists for Matt Doherty. Fantasy are you team. expecting? Good are, you, are you guaranteeing a Raul Jimenez hat trick this weekend? No, I think I think you reckon have a few. I think he'll bucket two in this in this win. There's going to be, be a lot of goals in this game, though. Both of these teams are really going to go for it. I think. All right, all right. Uh, next match, we got something kind of similar here. It's Man United versus West Ham. Yeah. I'm going United three nil. Yeah, they also have a lot to play for, and West Ham, like we talked about, are not playing. Well. Yeah, I'm going to go Man United two nil over the West Ham Zombies. Nothing more to say. Don't tune into West Ham right now. They don't look good. Uh, that one's not a terrible one to tune into, though, because if you're looking at the fixtures, um, Saturday, uh, I think it's the ten o'clock slot. Oh no, they play at twelve thirty, so it's a standalone. Um, so, so going to have to watch it. Is, yeah, we're going to watch it definitely. But, all right, next one, we have Palace versus City. The reverse fixture of probably the greatest viewing experience of your life. Yes, absolutely, undoubtedly so. Um, and Palace are at home now, which is not good for them. Yeah, you guys all know, well documented, when I went to the Etihad and saw Crystal Palace win away at Manchester City 3-1, um, result of a lifetime it makes me feel guilty not picking Palace in this fi- fixture, but realistically, 
there, you can't look me in the face and say that Crystal Palace are going to take six points off the league <laughs> champions, Manchester City, you this could, season. There's it'd be a good birthday weekend. There's, for you. Yeah, there's no fucking way that they do that on Saturday. So, um, unfortunately, I've got Man City winning 2-0 at Selhurst. Yeah, uh, I got a little bit more optimistic, but not much. I went 2-1 City. I really wanted to pick Palace, but there's just I, I just don't see it happening. I, again, I, it's, it's, this is such a crucial game for City. This is this is, and it's not really that big for Palace. No, this They'll is to win. This but. is my brain against my heart, and my brain on the predictor app won. So, yeah, I'm going team. for the money, baby. We're going for the money this week. <laughs> um, and then popping over to Liverpool, Chelsea. Again, this is the highlight fixture of the weekend. Like this is going to be this game's going to be mental. It's teeing up really, really nicely. And I'm these are both with, Sunday fixtures. So Palace, City, and then Liverpool, Chelsea. Mm. We got a nice slate on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I got. I'm going 1-1 in this one. I think in these games, like, again, if Liverpool don't, like, I don't know. I I think with both of the way these teams play, Chelsea haven't given up a goal in their last two games. Um, Liverpool aren't, like, scoring in bucket loads right now. Um, I think it's going to be a really tight affair. I think they'll both nick a goal. Maybe there's a penalty involved for one team, but I think Liverpool's going to leave this game frustrated that they're not winning, um, and Chelsea will really dent their title hopes. Yeah, um, I went two one Liverpool. They, oh, I just keep going back and forth, flip flop, flip flop on whether or not I think Liverpool can no win. The loyalty. No loyalty. Kind of, they kind of are starting to feel like a little bit of a team of destiny. They they uh, went down one nil early to Southampton. I think Shane Long scored his first goal in like six seasons, probably. God, I don't and like Shane. Never Long. scores. Don't He's, like him. He scores in the ninth minute, and then they get two late goals from Salah and Henderson. Salah um, takes his shirt off. Just yeah, it was a sick goal. Good goal. Good goal. Um, but anyway, I I'm going two one Liverpool. I know obviously I'm a Chelsea homer here. I have them all season. They've been playing well, but uh, I think Liverpool will pull this one out. I think they're just going to keep grinding it out, and then they'll make it really really brutal when they blow it in like the last end season. They're going to keep wow. it tight. I don't think that. I think it's going to come down to the last week. I so are they a team of destiny? or You just said they're a team of destiny, but then you're saying they're going to blow it in the last season. What, what do you think? Say it now for the record. Pod. <sighs> Three, two, one, two, go. Uh, I think it's going to win the title. Okay. So, but not, a, not a team of destiny, though. I don't want to hear that expression Ask again. Ask me again next week. I don't want to hear that expression again. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. so. Yeah, I don't like Liverpool. <laughs> so Chris goes 2-1 Liverpool win. I say 1-1 one, 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 one draw. Tune into that one, though. Definitely want to watch it. Then we got Watford Arsenal. Um, this is the Monday. Yeah, this is the Monday game. Arsenal did not look good against Everton, um, and so Unai Emery tends to when they it tends to ba- get his team are very resilient. They tend to bounce back really well. Um, so I think a, a lot of people are going to pick Watford in this fixture because of Delafeu's play um, again that central midfield of, of Capu and Ducore. But I reckon Arsenal to win two one. Yeah, I mean you love some Unai Emery, and is that a shot at me? A lot of people are gonna pick Watford because you saw that I picked them. You're like, oh man, I have the good take. Well, here. I'm just saying, like I'm wise enough to look past that. Um, I I hate Watford, so I don't like picking them. But I'm going three two. They have been really good. Uh, Delafeu. It was interesting. Um, after that match, when he he came on and scored a brace for them to win uh, in the FA Cup semifinal, mm. scored to send it to extra time and then another goal and. They were people were talking about how like the reason why Watford won that match is because Delafeu felt like spurned by not getting in the starting eleven, and then he came on and just went off. That's another reason to not pick Watford in this game. Watford's energy and focus is on the FA Cup final, so they're. I mean, it's not till May. Well, yeah, that's what going to be what they're thinking about coming <laughs> up. Um, they're coming off an emotional high though. 
got you got to stick with them. Exactly. Not going 3-2 Watford. I do think that there will be a lot of goals in this one. Yeah, fair play. I, again, it's got Maybe two hours on that one, but I feel like it'll be a lot of goals. Um, so, the classic, we actually have in our little agenda that we run through here, literally the last thing that we say on every pod is uh, follow us on Twitter, in parentheses, replug. I don't think so we've gonna, plugged it since, like, January, though. Well, we're going we're gonna to plug it right now. Follow us on goddamn Twitter, please. Like, yeah, we, it's let's pretty, go. Pretty pathetic how many followers we have right now. And also, that's the best place. We're followers real soon. We're, yeah. We, don't say that. No, I won't do that. I'm just kidding. Well. Sorry. Shh, we never said that in case we do it. Um, it, the pod, or the Twitter is at goes to show pod. Um, you can just search, just goes to show. You'll see our little logo pop up there, but that's where we do all our predictor stuff. So we'd love to get some more engagement on that. Like screenshot your predictor, uh, scores and send them over to us. We'll tweet one out tonight. We keep saying that we wait till like Thursday or Friday. I will actually send it out tonight. Uh, but we've been getting some good responses to that. Our friend Harmon picked palace to win like 15 to one last week. Great so pick. Didn't quite happen, but yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, Spread the word. Uh, we we love doing this. It's really fun. So yeah, um, that's all we got this week, guys. Just goes to show everybody's human. Thanks for listening. Cheers.